where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. It appears that our Western world is increasingly adopting this mantra, we must go woke at all costs. The Church of England has voted to bless same-sex unions, disregarding 2,000 years of biblical teaching and doctrine because we must go woke at all costs. The Canadian military is looking to only allow chaplains that affirm anything but a historical biblical view of marriage and sexuality because we must go woke at all costs. The Ontario NDP introduces Bill 42 regarding gender-affirming care being more accessible and we will be paying the bill because we must go woke at all costs. Finally, a school board trustee in Durham Region has been banned from future meetings because she dared say that parents should know if their children want to pretend to be a gender other than their own because we must go woke at all costs. You know, this radical cultural behemoth reminds me of two laboratory mice from the 90s. Chief, mate, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. It's February 24th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. And joining me at an undisclosed location via audio only, because we can't see where he is because we'll all get in trouble for it, is Matt Halleck. And Yo. this is the Pretty Dispatch. Friends, welcome to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Wherever you're watching our show or listening to our show, please like it, subscribe to the channel, comment on it. We always love engaging with our audience. We're also a part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. So make sure that you go download the FLF network app on your devices. That's Android, iPhone, tablets, or go to flfnetwork.com. You can get all of the material there. You can find our show, other great Canadian shows like Leadership Now with Dr. Aaron Rock or the Rebel Podcast, and then all the American ones as well. We would also encourage you to go to our website, sign up at our email list to stay up to date with everything Liberty Coalition Canada. That's libertycoalitioncanada.com. And as always, please consider leaving us a donation so that you can support the work that we are doing. If you want to support the advocacy work or the legal work that we are doing, then you can make sure that you mention that in checks or e-transfers. Or when you go to the donate page, you click on other designations. It allows you to donate to those groups. If you want to donate specifically to the news analysis and you'd like to receive a charitable receipt for that, then you need to make sure that you make a check payable to Christian Week or that you note Christian Week in the e-transfer comments. When you go to our website and you go to the donate page, you just click on news analysis and it'll automatically deposit the donation there. We are partnering with Christian Week. They are now producing our news analysis and media arm of things. So that is how you can donate to us 
and we want you to reach out to us as well. So you can email us mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's where you can send your questions, your comments. For this week, what we would like to do is because the, the last couple of weeks we've been talking a lot about what's been going on with Josh Alexander. He's had a number of interviews as well. We would love to hear from you. If you haven't reached out to us yes, yet, we've had a lot of people reach out with comments and questions and concerns. We would love to know your thoughts and your feelings on what's going on with Josh Alexander, with him being banned from the school for the year and the various protests that he's been engaging with. We'd love to hear more about that. As many of you may know, our friends over at Resistance Coffee have decided that it's time for them to close up shop. Now, this is not because business and support were poor and not going well. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. Not only has business been going well for them, but their individual businesses. So the people who are behind Resistance Coffee, you have a pastor, you have a real estate broker, a contractor, their individual businesses have also been booming. And so they've decided that they are going to wrap up Resistance Coffee Company because of the growing need in the other areas that require more time and more energy. So this is your last chance to stock up on some delicious coffee before it's gone for good. Head over to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC and place your orders before March 2nd. That's just a couple days away. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you use that slash LCC to get 10% off of your first and probably last purchase from Resistance Coffee. Make sure to check out their merch. It's all discounted as well, so you can get some sweet swag and T-shirts. The guys at Resistance Coffee have been good to LCC for years now. In fact, uh, they will be providing for us a limited edition roast that will be available to people who subscribe and join with our club membership, which Lord willing will be dropping soon. So head over to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC, stock up on coffee, get some merch. You won't regret it, I promise. So our first story today has to do with the Church of England. And as I said during the lead-in, the entire cultural behemoth that's driving Western culture right now is you have to go woke. You must go woke in every area, in every sphere, the media, academia, the business world, education, healthcare, and apparently also in the Christian church, quote unquote, the Christian church. And so the Church of England has voted to bless same-sex unions, saying that it is appropriate and God-honoring. And this was earlier this month that the Church of England decided to make this decision and pass this. This is from The Guardian, quote, The Church of England priests will be permitted to bless the civil marriages. They're not marriages. Marriage is one man and one woman. That's how God's designed it. But they're going to call it marriages of same-sex couples in a profound shift in the church's stance on homosexuality after a historic vote by its governing body. The first blessings for gay couples could happen this summer. Individual churches will be encouraged to state clearly whether they will offer blessings to avoid confusion and disappointment. After an impassioned debate lasting more than eight hours, the Church of England's National Assembly, the General Synod, 
voted by 250 votes to 181 to back a proposal by bishops intended to end years of painful divisions and disagreement over sexuality. Additionally, the Synod also agreed that the church will apologize for the harm it has caused LGBTQ plus people. It welcomed a forthcoming review of a ban on clergy entering into same-sex civil marriages and a celibacy rule for clergy in same-sex relationships. So essentially, what the Church of England has done is they've decided to say, well, we're now moving in this direction. We are we're we're embracing change. We're 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 actually affirming we're doing what's in line with what God desires and with what pleases the Lord in our acceptance of these same-sex unions. But they're also saying that, but we're not actually changing anything. It's not like we are actually adopting. This is just who we are. This is the way it's always been. And so there's a little bit of doublespeak going on here. Andrea Williams, who served on the Church of General Synod for 10 years, explains the decision this way, quote, the bishops have attempted to sound like they approve of same-sex relationships and all they entail while claiming they're not changing the church's teaching. The result is an unworkable mess that will please no one. The report says that prayers for blessings simply ask that God would cause people to flourish and walk in God's ways and that they do not indicate approval. Yet these prayers are deliberately designed to be used to celebrate unions or partnerships that defy and parody God's pattern for marriage. On paper, they may celebrate friendship as between David and Jonathan or Ruth and Naomi, but in practice, they celebrate romantic sexual relationships that defy God and his call to holiness. She continues, these optional prayers will lead to constant pressure on Orthodox ministers from same-sex couples who want a church blessing. Faithful ministers and chaplains have already been put through the crippling complaint procedures and even lost their jobs for holding to what the Bible says. Imagine what will happen once same-sex couples are waging local campaigns against vicars for refusing to bless them. She concludes, It is time to end this constant questioning of God's goodness in the pattern of life he set out for humanity. Those who want to deny the Bible's teaching should be encouraged to leave the Church of England. Now, that sounds like a totally reasonable approach. This is what we've believed historically. And if you don't agree with what we've believed historically, then you're welcome to leave. The problem, as I said at the beginning of this show, is that the woke monster is not pleased with that. They're not content with that. They're not happy with just being their own entity off on the side. We'll do our thing, and if you don't agree, you do your thing. No, no, no. This is about total control. This is about the consuming and the swallowing up of all things so that they're remade in the image of this woke neo-Marxist utopia agenda. That's what's really going on here. Absolutely, Andrew. And you see that even just with the idea of same-sex mirage, right? Um, mm -hmm. Civil unions weren't good enough, right? That was essentially the thin end of the wedge when uh, states and governments started doing civil unions for same-sex marriages, uh, so-called. Um, that was kind of the foot into the door, but they were always pressing forward to redefining marriage in mm -hmm. you know, their own image. And then 
the entire freight train of LGBTQ issues were coming behind right same-sex marriage, as we've seen. Um, the second that Obergefell happened in the States, there was a hard pivot to um, the T in the LGBTQ T movement. So it, we're seeing that this is just, you know, a Mott and Bailey game, right? This is what they feel comfortable stating at this current time, but their true intentions. And it's been this way, uh, the Episcopal Church in Canada and the United States, they've uh, long been uh, gender, queer, LGBTQ affirming. Um, this has always been the intention of the more Western, uh, liberal um Church of England churches, but the only thing that's really kept them at bay, Andrew, and this is kind of an ironic and painful, awkward realization, is the more conservative, um, primarily African churches who are against the total inclusion of LGBTQ plus practices and same-sex marriage and everything, which just so happen to be the most vibrant, flourishing, um, largest churches within the sea of E. So there's this real sticking point, real tension within the sea of E because they're going towards this direction. And you have really two churches within the C of E itself. And I think that's really reflected, Andrew, in a couple clips that we have. So I, I want to play a couple clips. This is from uh, one C of E minister who himself is openly gay. And this is what he has to say when it, as it pertains to God. God is gay. God is a lesbian. God is trans. God is gender non-binary. God is straight. God is cisgender. God is black, God is white, God is Middle Eastern, God is Asian, God is differently abled mentally and physically, God is able-bodied. God is you, and you are God, because you are a reflection of God's divine image. So for anyone who's wondering what the technical religious philosophical term for that is, that's called pantheism. Right. Pantheism is the belief that we are all God and God is in all of us. Not that we bear his image, not that we're creators that have the signature of the creator written upon our souls, but rather God is like a gigantic mirror that has been shattered into a million pieces. And each one of us is one of those shards that we are. We are a part of God and the, and the coming together, the collective union of us. That is where the fullness of God is present. There's no distinction between you and God. That's pantheism. That is a great, great heresy that has been thoroughly renounced by the church. But th this is one view. One view is that you are God and I am God and God is all these things, even though God doesn't have a body, even though, you know, it's amazing to me, Matt, that all of these Wokies, they, they will not respect God's preferred pronouns. I find this to be amazing. <laughs> they, well said. they talk a lot about don't misgender me and don't, mm -hmm. well, let's answer the fool according to his folly. Because God has self-identified as male, as father. So maybe they mm -hmm. should respect God's preferred pronouns. So this is one view. A hundred percent. there's another view as well, right? There's well, another and I, view I just want the Church of England as well. I just want to counter what he's saying there, because everybody understands that God is a spiritual being. He, In that way, he's supra, 
sexual. He's beyond sex. And we know that male and female are both created in the Imago Dei. So in their own ways, they reflect an aspect of the image of God in, in, the, in their created, in, in the way that God has created them. So <laughs> it's, it's true that God is super sexual and we have to understand that, but that's because he's a spiritual being, but everything else that he says there, God's differently abled. No, he's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He, he's not differently abled. He's omni abled. He's God for goodness sakes. He's able to speak creation into existence by his word. He's not differently abled. And at the heart of Christianity is this creature creator distinction. If you get rid of that and you go into pantheism, as you've mentioned, Andrew, you have a totally different religion. So people have to understand right. that. Um, but anyways, we have another clip which you were going to set up there. Um, and this is of uh, Reverend Calvin Robinson. Um, and this just shows you the two churches within the one Church of England. And I want to specify it is the sin that is the problem, not the sinner. Every single person is loved by God, and God forgives all of us of our depravity. But we have to turn away from our sins and turn toward him. And it seems the panel opposite me has forgotten to separate the sin from the sinner. One can denounce sin while still welcoming the sinner. So as I wrap up, my message to the proposing side is do not lead us astray. Do not lead people astray. Do not be the wolves in sheep's clothing. Do not be the false teachers that the Bible warns us about. Remember your obligation to defend the faith Stop teaching about diversity, inclusion, and equality, and get back to teaching about redemption and salvation. This is spiritual neglect. Help people by telling them the truth. Be kind to people by supporting them through those struggles and reminding them that Christ suffers with them. And be compassionate by leading them to Christ when the world tries to lead them away from him. The church is imploding, and the faithful masses have stopped turning up on Sundays, and we are seeing the most rapid decline of Christianity in this country that we may have ever seen. Do not accelerate it with heresy. You do not have the authority to bless sin. When I hear the Bishop of London on record saying these new prayers will mean priests can bless same-sex relationships, some of which may be sexual in nature, I hear the devil at work. Bishops are promoting the idea of sacramental sodomy. Let them be anathema. Repent. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that position. And no one else, by the way, spoke up like that. Right. He was the minority view in that meeting, in that assembly that was, was actually willing to stand up and say that. And that lets you know, again, that the woke monster is not just satisfied to have its own institutions. It needs to devour existing ones. Right. It is it is revolutionary. And this is at the core of Marxist ideology, even though this was primarily an economic view, an economic philosophy. Marx believed that at some point the proletariat would rise up and overthrow the bourgeoisie, that they would tear it down, that it would be a revolution. And part of the reason why this is, and again, we're going to see this throughout the episode, is that the woke monster, the, the, the radical regressive left, doesn't build anything. They don't know how to create. They don't build all they know how to do is dismantle and take over. They take existing things and they distort them. They don't know how to build. They don't know how to create because the, the engine that drives that in humanity for the last 2,000 years 
has been an engine that is fueled by the Word of God and Christian biblical principles. Chief among them, as you've already said, Matt, is the creator-creation distinction. And so when you reject these things, you can't build anything. All you can do is tear down. And that's what we're going to see, whether it's the Church of England, whether it's the Canadian military, whether it's the education system, and all of these areas, the desire or the goal of this monster, this woke behemoth, is to take over and tear down because it's about revolution. It's not actually about progress. It's not actually about doing anything for the good of humanity. Any, any final thoughts, Matt, before we move on? Absolutely, Andrew. Um, I, I'm kind of struck, even just in that clip, I'm, I'm thankful for Calvin Robinson and all he's done, you know, politically and obviously in this case, standing firm on what the Church of England has taught, uh, you know, being a part of the historically Orthodox Christian church in, you know, ways that we would say need to be more reformed. But I'm struck by even what he says is kind of the preamble to his final statements, which I think both of you and I were hitting the desk and saying, oh, man, way to go right, to go, right on, brother. Um, the This idea that you can divorce um, sin from the sinner um, as though it's just an abstract uh, concept and it actually doesn't take place in like the created order by created beings who are in active rebellion against God and totally depraved in their nature. That's a dangerous saying that has carried a lot of weight in, in the Christian church. And I, I, I just want to take the time to just correct it. Um, sin is not abstracted from the sinner that God is angry with sinners each and every day because they actively commit cosmic treason against him. And that is why the call to repent and believe is so necessary, because you are actually guilty before a holy and just God. And unless if you repent and believe in Jesus Christ, the only mediator between God and man, you will die in your sins. And that's where even a conservative guy like Calvin Robinson, um, swimming in this ecosystem of liberalism, he can be led to compromise in the language and verbiage and the actual mm-hmm. Christian position. And that's why it's even dangerous. And in, in that sense, um, if we're not careful, we're going to imbibe even just a little bit of, of false teaching. And the, the ironic part of that is what he's teaching, abstracting sin from the sinner is more Gnostic than it is Christian. And mm-hmm. at the heart of this, this liberal new civic religion is this kind of Gnostic hermetic syncretism that leeches on to actual Christianity and then is a pretender of that actual faith. And that's the very thing that led God to uh, punish Israel is syncretizing their faith, the true faith and the true living God with the gods of the nation, with the sentiments of the world, the spirit of the age. And that is something that, you know, thankful for Calvin and what he had to say. But again, just a, a, a necessary correction for our listeners to think through these issues. So good job on Calvin for trying to stave off the woke monster unsuccessful however because the beast is insatiable and unless there is a strong enough fight and push back these institutions will fall one by one 
separating money from the state is a core tenet of Bitcoin's ethos, a permissionless network where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted exchange since 2013, is built around this ethos and leverages it in its mission to end central banks forever. At Bull Bitcoin, where security and privacy are priority, they take it upon themselves to help empower individuals with the most potent form of money the world has ever known. Head to mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC today and get started with your account creation. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point throughout the process to request assistance. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. Take control of your money. So not just the Church of England, but also the Canadian military finds itself more and more devoured by this woke behemoth. The Canadian military says it's still assessing the implications of recommendations from an advisory panel that said in a report last year, the armed forces chaplaincy needs to be reformed, not, not, not actually reformed. Again, this isn't reformation. This is revolution, but they say reformed needs to be reformed due to religious views, not being aligned with the organization's values. That section on chaplaincy in the Canadian armed forces says that quote, Religion can be a source of suffering and generational trauma, close quote, especially for LGBTQ2 plus individuals and indigenous people. Now, let me just cut through that. What they really mean is that the truth of the scriptures and God's design for humanity is offensive to those who reject God and live in open rebellion to his law. So that's what they mean by generational harm and trauma and suffering is we don't like being told by the creator that we have to operate his way. We want to operate our way. This continues from the Epic Times. It added the quote, some chaplains represent or are affiliated with organized religions whose belief are not synonymous with those of a diverse and inclusive workplace, close quote, Inter like religious beliefs that are 2000 years old. That are, that, are, that are as old, essentially, as humanity is and beyond, even if we go all the way back to the Old Testament, that these beliefs that have built cultures, cultures exist because men and women come together and create families, those beliefs are now out of step with the diverse and inclusive workplace that now marks the Canadian military. The report recommended to, quote, not consider for employment as spiritual guides or multi-faith representatives, chaplaincy applicants affiliated with religious groups whose values are not aligned with those of the defense team, close quote, saying this would make the DND's message inconsistent. It is also recommended that prospective chaplains be screened for an, quote, intrinsic appreciation for diversity and a willingness to challenge one's belief, close quotes. Another recommendation was to broaden the selection of chaplains so that many faiths are represented, quote, including forms of spirituality beyond the Abrahamic faiths, close quote, and to grant educational equivalencies to knowledge keepers rather than having the requirement for a master's degree. So when you cut through that, what they're basically saying is that anyone who affirms a biblical 
position on marriage and sexuality were considering that they shouldn't be chaplains, which is another way to say no Christian chaplains or no Jewish chaplains. Now, clearly they're going to they're going to pick on Christians going to find some other way to make offensive what Jesus has done in the New Testament. But this this is what this is about. We we do not want this worldview to be in place here. Why? Again, because the woke monster is unhappy to share space. They don't it doesn't play nice with others. It won't simply create its own institutions and have its own rules. It has to take over and devour institutions that have been built on or through biblical principles and that it has to mutate them into something altogether vile. So, I mean, what does this mean practically for the Canadian military? You will not have people professing biblical truth. You will, you will not have people who are actual Christians, followers of Jesus, the one who himself is the way, the truth, and the life, who are helping people to deal with PTSD and struggles, needing a place to be prayed for and to open up, to wrestle with spiritual things. And these people who believe in the scriptures, they have the corner on what is true because Christ is truth. And you're now saying that our military cannot be influenced by these people. So our military can only receive spiritual guidance from people who worship false gods, who reject the creator, and whose worldviews are anti-Christian at their core. This doesn't bode well for the Canadian military. The kind of soldiers that this means we will have will be those who are encouraged by other people whose beliefs are pagan and false. This Again, this is utterly destructive for our military to remove the presence of God-fearing biblical chaplains altogether. Matt, what do you think? What are you thinking about this? Well, Andrew, it just goes to prove what we've said over and over and over and over and over again on the pro- uh, the program. Culture wars is a proxy war for the, the religious wars. This is mm-hmm. the implementation of a new civic religion and this cultic pantheistic civic religion is extraordinarily exclusive in the sense that it will only permit those religions who are in step with their ethical code as it pertains to the certain DEI programs. So that is really important for us to understand that we're seeing, again, Every society is ultimately governed by a divinity concept. And that divinity concept requires of the people in that society ethical norms. And it can brook, in in essence, no opposition. And that's what you're seeing here. So it's so funny um, that secularists would decry Christianity as being too exclusive. But what we're seeing here is the exclusivity of this new secular civic religion a la Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who was himself, you know, a Marxist in his, in his, uh, you know, he obviously predates Marx, but um, he was a proto-Marxist and Marx was greatly influenced by Rousseau um, and his kind of really leftist French revolution view of humanity. Um, 
And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, again, the in our day, though we're far removed from it, we're seeing um, the French Revolution against the Protestant Refo- Reformation and the fruits thereof. And Protestant Reformation led to the world's greatest, most flourishing civilizations, including um, the uh, uh, America and Canada. Um, and French the French Revolution led to death and disaster and all sorts of chaos that ended up in the despotic reign of Napoleon after he took over okay. um, during this anarchic revolution. So, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. We understand where this all leads, where this revolution leads. Um, but again... I think people think we're speaking hyperbolically when we say that, you know, the culture war is a proxy war for the religious war, that every society is religious, it is theocratic in nature, and all those laws reflect the God of the system. But this is what you see. This is what we've seen in the passing of the conversion therapy ban, formerly known as Bill C-4. This is coming to fruition in everything that we're seeing in today's episode. It's the installation of a new civic religion and anything that would have an exclusive uh, claim that go- cuts against it, um, like Christ is king, um, that cannot be tolerated and that must be mm-hmm. shunned in its entirety. And that's what you're seeing. And even, I mean, it, it has to be pointed out to as well, they're actually creating new um, new titles for chaplains who are knowledge keepers. Knowledge keepers are just like aboriginal um storytellers uh, and mm-hmm. much of what they're it's it's it is actually a marxian kind of return to this polylogism that you there is no objective truth everything's relative you can have multiple mm-hmm. logics and multiple epistemology multiple ways of knowing things so uh, you know that's what we see in every child matters movement who cares if there is actually no real evidence that these are unmarked graves. Um, they've never dug them up. There's no hard concrete evidences or witnesses that, but you know, we're listening to the indigenous people of the area and what they feel happened mm. in these areas. And that's the danger of it because it's just open to all sorts of subjective feelings and interpretations and opinion that are now rooted and grounded as some sort of objective fact that if you're going to cut against as a Christian, then you're in some way falling afoul of this new civic religion. Dangerous stuff, uh, cloaked in fancy, inclusive language. I'll also say that as with the chaplaincy in the military and with the school board, which we'll see shortly, the progressive left, this woke monster, has no problem saying to Christians keep your Christianity in the church, just do your Christian thing in the church. Don't be engaging in all of these spheres. Don't engage in cultural issues. Don't engage in the public. Don't engage in the political. They have no problem saying all you need to worry about is your beliefs in your church gathering. So that that's their position. I'll just say here that if you profess to be a Christian, and you find yourself agreeing with that position, then either you're not a Christian or you're on the wrong side of this. Because if the woke behemoth is telling Christians, just stay in your lane, stay in the churches, don't bring that stuff into the public sphere, don't bring that stuff into politics, don't bring that stuff into the cultural sphere. 
just stay stay in your church just preach the gospel that's all you need to worry about if you profess to be a christian and you find that your beliefs line up with that if you're saying christians shouldn't be political christians shouldn't be involved in the culture christians should we just just preach the gospel that's all if you have the same view as the woke behemoth then you're on the wrong side you are on the wrong side you're playing for the wrong team so you're either deceived and you need to repent or you're not really a Christian and you need to repent and any still got to repent if that's the case. Okay. So know which team you're on. And if you, if your argument is the same as the opposing team, then you're, you're, you're playing for the wrong team. I know like, like many of you are thinking that because mandates by and large have dropped, it kind of feels like we're back to normal, whatever that means that it, it, it's almost like things were three years ago. But the truth is that if you're a part of our audience, you know that's not true. That's not what's going on. It's only a matter of time before the Davos crowd tries to tighten the screws again. If you have registered, sorry, if you have non-registered investments, why would you continue to hold them, all of them, in Canada after witnessing the invoking of the War Measures Act, and especially because the Public Order Emergency Commission has said it was appropriate it was appropriate for them to do that. Be proactive and call our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners and ask about how you can move some of your non-registered investments outside of Canada to add another layer of protection between your wealth and the federal government. Send Rocklink an email today and ask about how you can protect your assets offshore. Email rocklink at info at rocklink.com or visit them at www.rocklink.com. That's link with a C, rocklink.com. Next, as we continue to, again, paint a picture for you at how the woke cultural monster is coming to devour Western culture, and really it's the biblical principles that support, that undergird Western culture. The Ontario NDP has introduced Bill 42, which is really a resurrected Bill 17, and it's titled, an act to establish the gender-affirming health care advisory committee. Now, before I read the actual substance of the bill, you're going to notice that there are a number of things they want to do, a number of people they want to hear from, a number of voices that need to be platformed, but there's one or two particular voices that they want nothing to do with. And if you've been paying attention for the last number of minutes, you know exactly where this is going. So this is the bill, quote, the bill enacts the Gender Affirming Healthcare Advisory Committee Act 2022. The act provides that the Minister of Health shall, within 60 days of the act coming into force, establishing a Gender Affirming Healthcare Advisory Committee. The advisory committee shall submit a report making recommendations to the minister for improving access to and coverage for gender affirming healthcare. After receiving the advisory committee's report, the minister shall inform the assembly of the measures that the minister recommends the government of Ontario implement. Now, the minister shall make all reasonable efforts to ensure that the composition of the gender affirming health care advisory committee reflects the diversity of the transgender, two spirit, non binary, intersex, and gender diverse communities by including members of the following groups. So, in order to have the best gender affirming healthcare advisory committee possible, this is who needs to be a part of this committee. Youth, seniors, 
indigenous persons, members of racialized groups, persons living with disability, persons living with or who have experienced homelessness or houselessness, persons who are or were engaged in sex work, persons living in rural and remote areas, persons of diverse sexual orientations, persons of diverse gender identities and gender expressions. So I don't know if you, you caught that list, but this is the Gender Affirming Care Advisory Committee. So you need to have youth, which, I mean, that's very problematic right away. Seniors, indigenous people, I don't know that has to do with gender. Members of a racialized group, also not gender. Persons living with disability, also not gender. Persons who've experienced homelessness or houselessness, also not an issue of gender. Persons who are engaged with sex work, so prostitutes. Okay. Person living in rural and remote areas, and then finally, diverse sexual orientation. So th this is this is a wokesist. This is this is a, a Marxist woke jambalaya of intersectional gobbledygook to try to support gender affirming care. Which let's just be clear. This okay? is the if, proletariat. If, right now, let's let <laughs> let's just be clear about what gender affirming care is. When you hear gender affirming care. What you need to understand is what they're talking about is genital mutilation, chemical castration, and sterilization of people in order to affirm their mental illness. That's what's going on. When you hear gender-affirming care, you hear people with a mental illness. In order to affirm it, we need to mutilate their genitals, sterilize them chemically, castrate them. That, that's what gender-affirming care is. And again, in that list, did you notice that they didn't mention parents? The parents are irrelevant. Mm. Who, who cares what parents have to think? Now, this, this is... Because they're trying, to, they're trying to get around the biases of those ignorant, exactly. bigoted parents. And that's why, yep. obviously, we see throughout the, the nation, um, you know, all these LGBTQ um, groups that are in schools go out of their way to keep parents in the dark as it pertains to any sexual confusion that their child might actually experience. And yeah, I, Andrew, I think a good point with the gender affirming care that is of obfuscation via euphemism. And what is actually meant by gender affirming care is sex denying mutilization mutilation that's what it is that is what we're talking about it's the exact opposite of what they're saying so that's you just switch out all those words for the exact opposite thing and mm. you'll actually understand what they're meaning so later in the bill it, it says this when it's talking about the functions of this committee so in performing its functions under this section the gender affirming healthcare advisory committee shall consult with the following stakeholders. So the committee will be made up of all these different peoples with all these different criteria. And this committee, which is quite intersectional will be receiving information or will be consulting with these groups, primary care providers, number one. Now, when I hear primary care providers, I hear parents, but that's not what they say. This is what they include in primary care providers community health centers, aboriginal health access centers. Again, I don't, it's, it's, it's about gender. Okay. Nurse practitioner led clinics, family health teams, not parents, primary care providers. Number two, 
Rainbow Health Ontario. Now, if Rainbow Health Ontario is a health group in Ontario that affirms the Noahic Covenant and understands that God gave the rainbow to promise that he wouldn't flood the earth again because of the great sin of people, including sexual sin, then I support Rainbow Health, Arter Health Ontario. But that's probably not what it is. Number three, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. Four, the Canadian Professional Association for Transgender Health. Five, the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Six, any other stakeholders with whom the advisory committee determines it is appropriate to consult. This bill will make it easier for children to mutilate themselves with the help of everyone except their parents, funded by our taxpayer money, and anyone who opposes it will be arrested and or fined via Bill C-4. And the reason why they want <laughs> Andrew. to avoid parents, again, is because par parental authority in the home and the family government is a Christian biblical principle that parents are to exercise authority over their children to care for them, to teach them the truth about life, about marriage, about sexuality. That is a distinctly biblical understanding of that institution. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is you need to rip that institution apart. Remember, it's about revolution mm -hmm. so that you can pull the kids from out of it so that you can teach them something other than what is true and what is right, which is why yeah. the parents are to be rejected. Yeah, Mark said if you want to destroy the holy family, you have to destroy the earthly family, right? In, in talking about destroying the, the Trinity. If you want to have a complete cultural revolution for Marxists, you have to destroy the most conservative, and they would use the word fascist, um, institution in all of society, which is the family institution. And that's why people were really surprised. BLM had disrupt the nuclear family as one of their goals right. in, in what they were doing. And people were like, oh, man, I can't really understand this. Well, if you understand it as just another aspect of cultural Marxism working its way out in society, it's totally easy to understand. It becomes obvious. And that's what we're seeing here. <laughs> They're going to this this council um, in in Russian Soviet uh, of different organizations. Um, it's totally stacked to ensure the outcome goes one way. And this will be considered the science when it's all done and all of it is just lysenkoism it's it's the soviet determining what is true knowledge what is true science and then stacking the deck um and claiming that that is the science regardless of the reality of the situation and we've just seen what that's done in human history it's just led to the death and destruction of civilizations and human beings in untold numbers that we've never seen before until the 20th century. It's extraordinarily dangerous. And that's the very thing that's now being set up in, in Canada is this lysenkoistic, um, cultural Marxist, uh, Soviet to determine whether or not, um, <laughs> kids should be mutilated and, and under what circumstances that should be done. And they're using all sorts of doublespeak, to justify this happening. It's it's truly gross, Andrew.
and this this i the idea that parental involvement or parental authority is to be excised from the equation this isn't just something that that we're seeing with the ndp pushing this bill this this has been a play really all the way back to 2016 right one of the things that got doug ford elected in ontario was his promise to repeal the radical sex ed curriculum one of the things that, were, that was most concerning about kathleen Wynne's sex ed curriculum was the idea that parents could not be informed when various topics would be covered so that they couldn't pull their kids out parents said well we don't want you teaching our kids about for example anal sex we don't want that can you let us know when you're teaching on that so we can pull them out and kathleen Wynne said no unfortunately we're not going to inform you of that so we're, so this is not a new thing um, we, we want to tell you about a story. At a February 7th meeting, the Durham District School Board voted to censure fellow trustee Linda Stone and bar her from all board meetings and committee hearings for the rest of the year. In an accompanying statement, the board condemned the harmful impact of Stone's comments and urged the community to begin to heal. The board based their decision on a 55-page report commissioned from an outside investigator alleging that Stone who won re-election to the board in October, was guilty of espousing racist and transphobic viewpoints that caused objective harm to the trans community. Among them was the fact that Stone had questioned the district's policy of concealing a child's gender transition from parents if requested. Under the school board's official anti-discrimination guidelines, a student can change gender simply by declaring so to school staff. Staff are explicitly forbidden from questioning the new identity or otherwise failing to provide appropriate affirmation, not, not affirmation, denial, rejection of gender and God's design, including recognition of the student's preferred pronouns. Quote, self-identification is sufficient for trans students and employees to be addressed by their chosen name and pronouns and to be recognized according to their gender identity, close quote read the guidelines it adds staff shall maintain privacy and confidentiality of trans students and will not disclose the student's gender identity to the student's parent family or guardian employees or other students without the student's explicit prior consent and unless the student requests it so basically linda stone suggested that if a child approaches a teacher about being a different gender or wanting to change gender the parents should not be informed and perhaps, sorry, she was saying that the parents should be informed. If this is what the child wants, the parents should be informed and perhaps additional counseling should take place to help the child. For that, she was called transphobic and banned from all future meetings for the remainder of the year. This again is more evidence, this, this play that this woke cultural behemoth that redefines marriage and sexuality, that sees everything through the lens of power and an intersectional matrix and grid. This is coming to devour the West. It doesn't want equal footing with Western culture and with biblical truth. It wants to devour it in the school system, in the healthcare system, in legislation, in the military, in the media, in the entertainment business, everywhere. And so our response to this must be engagement. It must be Christians doing that which we've been, we're being told not to do, which is to engage, which is to engage politically, which is to run for 
school board trustee or to run for city council, which is to engage culturally, which is to involve oneself in what's happening in the public square, to speak out, to be involved, and not to be relegated just to go to church on Sunday. That's not what it means to follow Christ. That's not what it means to advance his kingdom. That's certainly not what it means to be a, a responsible Canadian citizen doing what is required of us by our creator. And so we need to understand that they're, they're not looking for coexistence. They're looking for domination. And so we must push back culturally. We must engage culturally. Maybe that means we build new institutions, strong ones that are grounded on biblical principles, which unfortunately we're going to have to do a lot of because it appears that the academic world is gone. This, by the way, is also, if you needed an argument again to get your kids out of public school, as if I haven't said that a gazillion times in the last year, that's another argument for you to get your kids out of public schools. Because if the belief that your child can engage in the process of quote-unquote transitioning and you don't have to be informed, uh, they need to be removed from the state-funded Marxist indoctrination centers. And, you know, another thing that you can do is you can continue to support us. You can continue to help us. And there are many that looks like many different things. That means liking, sharing the show with people to inform them that this is what's going on in Ontario. This is what's going on in the school board. This is what's going on in the Canadian military. So we can continue to highlight these things, shine a light on them. You can share this with people, please. Kind of broadcast what's going on to inform so people know so that they can make the wise decisions about what to do with their kids, what to do with their money. The other thing to consider is please supporting us and supporting the work that we do. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com. Go click on donate. There you can specifically support Josh Alexander and the legal costs associated with the work we're doing with him in trying to fight for his rights because he has been discriminated against because of his beliefs and he has been treated in a lawless manner. Or you can continue to support our advocacy initiatives where we are trying to do just that, train up Christians to engage in the political sphere. Or you can donate the work we do here at the podcast by clicking on the analysis shows and you can give. And Or if you want to Give by check or by e-transfer. Remember, it's payable to Christian Week or write Christian Week in the notes in the comments because we want to continue to bring you news and analysis from a biblical viewpoint and perspective. We want to inform you. We want to help you understand, again, what's going on and what you can do. We want to continue to grow more shows and a stronger network and a stronger platform so the Canadians can be equipped, they can be built up, and they can be responsible that we can indeed be a united front for liberties and freedoms here in Canada. So please, again, share, subscribe, like, comment on the show. We appreciate your support. We want to help as many Canadians as possible, understanding what's going on, making wise decisions. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Liberty Dispatch today. I'm sorry that you didn't get to see more of Matt's lovely face and hear more of his wonderful ginger voice. Hopefully we can sort out some of the connection issues and uh, we can let everyone know where he is by location without him being arrested by the authorities. So until next time, Galatians 5.1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. 
please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com. Friends, we're posting new content multiple times every week throughout our various shows on this channel. So you're going to want to subscribe to it and hit that notification bell. That way you stay up to date with everything that we're releasing here with the Liberty Coalition Canada.